Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Oh, I got a live one here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Spears and Steinberg. Yeah. Tacoma. Washington. Yeah. What do you think about it? <laughs> I actually liked it, man. I, uh, I I wasn't sure on how I was going to feel about Tacoma, but yeah. Tacoma reminds me, kind of reminds me of like Tucson. In what sense? It's just, it's the little brother to the big brother of the city. Like Seattle's the... That's a good way to put it. You know, the bigger, right. the bigger city and then Tacoma... But it, I like I liked it. It's it's a little bit more chill than uh, right. Seattle, uh, but the people at the shows have been great. Um, you know, I, I I Seattle. What's that? I think the club I do is Bellevue, the the, uh, the parlor, almost, the, the parlor, parlor yeah. at Bellevue. Uh, just that location is just so awesome to me. It's a really sexy location, especially during the, the holidays because it's everything is like it's it's connected to the mall. The hotel is top notch. It's festive. It's really festive. The lights, the colors. It's almost like I said, uh, if I could have a shit like a fourth residence, I would. I would love. I, I would never thought I would say Seattle. Really? Yeah, but it's something about because I know it rains a lot, and it's just something about when the when it's gray out and it's raining. It's sexy. It's a real green place too. Like certain areas yeah. of Seattle, depending on where you live, very greeny. Trees, grass, rain, gray clouds. Like if you got money and you could do it right, for some grown sexy shit, I could just see me being in Seattle, rain season, you want to get away from everything that's not too Hollywood, L.A., not too noisy, busy New York, not necessarily sexy, Hispanic, sunny, beachy Miami. Seattle's like a fourth Spot that I could just see myself some Michael Blue Blay, some Fireplace, <laughs> some Chardonnay, a Hua, uh, the rain. It, it's sexy, man. And, and I'm telling you, during the holidays when I've been there, it's very, very festive. And just where the hotel is, the atmosphere, it's crowded, the nightlife. I liked it. I dug it. Now, I, I'm not against Seattle. I just, I, I just kind of. I don't know. There's some. There was maybe it was the the money thing with all the money from uh, the 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 dot coms and everything that are mm-hmm. up there. I don't know. I just didn't dig the people as much as I, I as I liked what I found in well, Tacoma. Here's, it, the thing about Tacoma too. 
it's it's weird because we talked about this last night. Even where I'm, st- like the hotel, I'm on the 23rd floor, and I got a pretty good view of everything. Of, of everything. And it really ain't much to this place, but what surprises me is this hotel. Like, it's it's the largest building of all the buildings, and it's a real New York boutique-ish. Yeah. It has a nice feel to it. It has a nice feel to it. Anytime you got a hotel where room service is 24 hours, that's major city shit. And this ain't a major city. No. But... The hotel, the lobby, the bar, it's very boutique, chicish, sexy, which is weird for where it's at. Yeah, but built on the hill that it's on, you're on the 23rd floor. You see everything. I'm on the 8th floor. Same view that you have. Right. I see the parking garage. Well, I'm a headliner, baby. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the club, though, Tacoma Well, Comedy before club? we get to that, I'm even surprised that I'm able to exude this much energy right now because, you know, I broke my... One of my rules, are, uh, I don't usually eat five, six hours before a show. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, of course, I, I, I got up late and I wanted to get something in because I felt myself, my stomach touching my back. And again, I, that soul food. We went to a place uh, two, two days in a row. And of course, anybody that knows me or follows the podcast, you've heard me say one of my favorite shows on TV is Triple D, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives with Guy Fieri. And I have officially written down and... Uh, written down that I have been to my 28th spot from the show. Uh, thank you to, and it wasn't even my discovery, it was Andy's, uh, yours. Uh, thanks to uh, Soul Kitchen yeah. here in Tacoma. Uh, if you're ever in the Tacoma, Washington area, and let's be real, this is some pretty white shit. All the niggas get bust in from Seattle. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't have thought in the heart of Mayonnaise, they had soul food here. And and, and uh, this fucking place bangs, man. It bangs. And when we went in, I, I, I it did hit me because I do remember seeing the owner, the lady uh-huh. that runs it, I, seeing her on TV. Yeah. Uh, and she, she's got a picture with Kevin Hart. The One of the cooks said Dion Cole was here about a week ago. Um, and this motherfucking place. Listen, man, the first day I had the catfish fillets, with my, you know, I put uh, lemon and hot sauce on my shit. The mac and cheese was rich. The collard greens tasted like black poverty, uh, as it should. Um, everything was fucking great. But I was eyeing your chicken fried steak. Yeah. And I told you last night I wanted to go back today to get that chicken fried steak. And let me tell you something, man. That chicken fried steak. With the brown, and I know traditionally people put white gravy on it. It depends on what part of the country you're in. Well, I don't think I'll ever fuck with the white gravy. One, because I don't think the white gravy will taste as good as the black gravy, and two, uh, for white. political political reasons, yeah. I won't do it. Yeah. I'm gonna stick with the my, with my people. I'm gonna stick with the brown. But that brown gravy with the fucking onions, yeah. And yours was a little on the crunchy side. Mine was a little too crisp. But a it was still crisp. good. And it was, it was still, still good. good. It was still good. I'm not. But not mine, good. you could cut with the fork. That's because you came in today and you got speared everywhere you went in that restaurant today. They took care of you. Man, that shit tasted like a porno in your mouth. You got Obama today. You walked in and you were Obama in that place. Oh, uh, I'll have the chicken fried steak <laughs> uh, with the brown gravy and the onions. <laughs> uh, uh, this good. shit's delicious <laughs> Oh, it's fucking good, man I, I had already ate because I didn't know that you were going to get up to go Right So I wanted something small And I was just going to get some rice and beans And then right. uh, the, the, the 
and I, I ended up getting that hot link. Uh, and which was good. It was unbelievable. Oh, dude. I, 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 and I, I'm, you know, so I'm fighting itis right now. Uh, for those of you who are late to the party in terms of black vernacular, that's the nigga itis where you eat and you don't want to move. And what time is it now? It's like 4.30. So we yeah. got like, uh, what's the show, 8? Yeah, it's a little later tonight, so we're yeah, okay. So I might be all right by the time it's showtime. But, yo, Soul Kitchen. Check it out. Tacoma, Washington. I don't know of any reason that blacks would have to come here. Uh, but if you happen to be on your way to a nigga city and get lost and end up in Tacoma. No, no, no. They, they put a barbershop right next to it. You didn't notice it, did you? It wasn't no black barbershop. It was a barbershop. Yeah, it was a barbershop. It was there as close as it was going to get it from Tacoma. If it was a black barbershop, niggas would have been playing dice <laughs> outside. <laughs> yeah, and selling uh, movies that ain't out yet. And I think they had Avengers Infinity 4. And I think there's a Mexican restaurant across the street. I think they're trying to keep keep an eye on everybody. That's there. hilarious. They're trying to keep an eye on the niggas in one spot. <laughs> The Mexicans, the barbershop, and the soul food. We want to keep an eye on you niggas while you visited. That's fucking hysterical. Uh, so what you got? Well, I want to talk about the club real quick if you want to talk about it. Yeah. I'd li- I'd li- I actually, I really like the club. The ceilings are too high because it, it has an echoey sound right. when, you're, when right. you're talking. But I was really surprised at how good the the, uh, the patrons of the place were. I mean, they were comedy, they were comedy people. They yeah. came for comedy. Yeah, I, I, of of all the shows, I mean, you know, we got one more to bang out, but of all the shows thus far, and not like the other ones have been poo-poo, but by far last night's second show oh, yeah. was the most fun for me uh, because, they, they it, again, when I've said this before, there's a difference between laughs versus roars, and there were roars yeah. that you felt throughout your body, uh, which always for a comic is, is, is the best food for our soul. Uh, so that was fucking splendid. I, I liked it, man. No, I, I really liked it. I really liked the club, and the people have been really nice that came out, and uh, I, I, I've enjoyed the audiences. And like I said, they get the jokes um, where I always consider the Pacific Northwest to be a little right. politically correct. Yeah, I, you know, the, the, the diversity, I'm really so attached to it. It, it. Comedy to me just always works better and feels better when it's a melting pot. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think between this, Philly... Oakland, we've had a three-week run of diversity. And at some point, we know we're going to go back to segregation, uh, which is going to be tough. Are you doing Rancho Cordova with me? Yeah. Just not the Sunday show. Just not Sunday because i got to get back for my son's birthday. I wish I could convince you to bring your son out there for his birthday. Dude, I I, I tried. I tried, actually. this, this, This is Rancho Cordova. This is one of my top five most horrible. I hate this fucking place. I like how you said even before we're going to be there. It's I hate this fucking. <laughs> it's in my top. Like I got my top five best: Philly, New York, Houston, D.C., and before it closed down temporarily, Fort Lauderdale. This is my top five fucking worst: Rancho Cordova. Jesus Christ! Ugh, it's going to be a cocaine weekend. <laughs> no, I'll do coke. Uh, Anything else about Tacoma Comedy Club? No, well, everything was going great. I mean, I enjoyed the people in Tacoma. I enjoyed uh, going out at night. We got we went to a cool a, a cool bar, and I had like one of my favorite nights of comedy was uh, last night Saturday night, and then some dickhead bouncer took it away from oh, me. Oh yeah, I never seen you get that mad. You never seen me snap before. Nah, Man, nah. I, you, 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 and you snapped in true white man fashion. You did everything but threaten to write a letter. 
I wanted, I wanted to fight. <laughs> Shit, I fucking paid to at least see it start. Oh uh, man, uh, I, I, I just for whatever reason, I just hated that dude. I hated him so much. He took away my fun right. night. And uh, other than that, I've enjoyed everything out here. And I hope somebody tells this guy that I don't even know what he is. He just had this dumbest fucking face. I just mm. looked at him. And it's, you know, it's funny when you left one of the guys. Sitting to my right, and, and those two guys in the chairs. The one guy said, "When you left, man, fuck that guy, man." Uh, me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love to see white people turn on each other. Dude, it's brilliant. Uh, I, I I hated that dude. I just absolutely fucking hated the dude. And uh, whatever, it, it 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 didn't ruin today, but he, I'm still thinking about him. So he ain't thinking you know, about me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna point out one more time uh, to any of you guys listening. I don't know if this is a youth thing. Um, but you guys, man, I'd like to know what is your main objective when you go out to hang out? Like what, 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 when you, even when you get together with your boys, and I know the saying exists, bros before hoes. And I think there's a strong commitment and truth to that. But let's be honest. If the right hoe come along, the circle of command gets broken. The chain of brotherhood gets broken somewhere. And if your boys are really your boys, they'll understand but you, you dudes, y'all almost, some of you dudes that go out in packs with your boys, go drinking and hanging out, some of y'all turn in to come here to the bathroom with me, hold my hair while I vomit bitches. Like, I don't understand how you niggas <laughs> either let your alcohol, that's why I'm wondering, is it a youth thing, where you just are so wild and young and free that you can't tame your, 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 your uh, youth a bit. And, and y'all get out of control and want to fight. Like, you, you, you want to fight. You're yelling in the streets. We, had, we saw about two dudes uh, Friday night. One dude in particular, tall dude, white dude, red vest, sleeveless vest. And he was walking down the street. Like, like you could tell this motherfucker was drunk and just wanted to fight. And then we saw another dude, Mexican dude, arguing with this white boy. And he kept taking this... Uh, this this uh what's the motherfucker's name Danielson, this Danielson Karate Kid type stands in the street. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Going, come on, bro, come on, bro. I'm right here, bro. I'm right here. And, and I'm just, I, I I just go, dude. There's, and I know I said this on the Pussy Podcast. There is pussy about. There's who is around. You don't want to fuck. Alcohol makes me want to fuck. I I I, I want to fuck. Even when I'm not drinking, because I'm just a, a I I'm a pussy addict. But with alcohol, I, I definitely want to fuck. You don't want to fuck you young boys. Y'all want to fight and hug and have man love and go love you, bro. And like, what the fuck is wrong with you niggas, man? And as I get older, again, I don't want to go to a. I don't want to go to club. I want to go where it's peaceful. And where it's quiet, I just got off work. I have adrenaline, but I need reflection. You know, I want to riot, but I more so want to get in touch with my feng shui. And just release and calm down. And like the, the, the place that we're talking about that you had the issue with, they got two places connected. Right. Both are bars. Right. But for some reason, the one we didn't go to, that's a wild scene. And they're literally shoulder to shoulder. So if you're at one, you're damn near at the other, but you're separated by a gate. And I don't want to go to the one with the noise and the crowdedness and the drum. I want to go to the one that's 
got eight people in it where I could have my drink, relax, smoke my square, and watch shit. Yeah. And these dudes, I, I, y'all young dudes, y'all, y'all, y'all are hilarious, man. Well, that's what I was looking forward to last night. Right. It's just to sit there on the patio and watch the shit go down like it did right. the other night. And I'll, just, I'll tell you what happened really quick and, and, and because it's, it's really stupid. And I shouldn't have wanted to get in a fight, but I did. I, I mean, I just hated this man's face so much. I hated his face. <laughs> I, I had a bottle of water that I had just opened. I was drinking some water as I was walking over from the club. I hadn't had one drink yet. I hadn't had anything to drink. I hadn't had anything at the, other club, at the, right. at the comedy club. And he said, you can't have that. As soon as I walked in, he started yelling at He started saying something to us as we were walking in. I didn't know what it was. And, and I he, thought he was talking to me because for the obvious. Yeah, well, and, well, and you, were, you were in front of me. Yeah. And, and he starts yelling something. I didn't know what it was. And he goes, I told you, you can't have this bottle. Like, he was very upset about the bottle of water. And I, right. and, and I used to work in the business. I go, okay. Now, usually, we don't freak out over a bottle of water. But I get it. I get it. That's the rules. I said, okay, no problem. I'll, and you, wanted to, you went to walk in, and I, I, I was just going to drink that water out there. And, and be done with it or throw it away or whatever. And, and so then I started to take a sip on it on the patio. He goes, you can't have it on the patio. Well, I said, okay. And so I looked around. There's no trash cans. There's no trash cans. Yeah. But there was this planner, uh, this, this, this little planner box uh, with flowers. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'll, there was no garbage. I tightened the top up, and I slipped it under the branch of this, of this plant, and I was just Really, going, dude? Yeah, yeah, really. Really, yeah, dude? Yeah, exactly. Fucking really? Yeah, and I thought that's <laughs> what I was going to, and I thought when I left, I'll just grab that water when I left, because we were going to sit right next to there. Right. And now it's not on the patio, and everybody wins, and I go, cool, and he goes, it's really disrespectful what you did. And as soon as he said disrespectful, I lost my shit, because I tried right. everything not to be disrespectful, right. and this fuck, and his stupid fucking, like, semi, and I'm not trying to be rude to anybody that has people that have disability but like he looked like he like he just looked at me with his face like he had a stroke and it just didn't move right, right. It was just this dumb <laughs> stroke face looking right. young dude with his beard and like i'm the asshole and i'm like dude I, if i wanted to be an asshole i would have just broke off whatever it jammed my th- i wasn't trying to be a dick right. i was actually just trying to be accommodating to this man because he has a job but that's probably why there's eight people at one bar and right next to it the whole bar is full right. because of this fucking jerk off I, I don't know, man. I just uh, could go in there. I lost my shit. <laughs> oh man, and and and, you, and it's funny because you, you you basically ended the night with, dude. I'm just gonna go back to my room. I'm, I'm not fucking. I don't want to be here. And I'm I'm you know I got my two drinks already. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know my thought was kind of, damn. Do I chug these down and go with him, or do I sit down and slowly drink what I paid for? See, Andy. And I just pictured you walking back to the room with the, with the, uh, with the Hulk music from the Bill Bixby <laughs> show from the 80s all by yourself. Because it's a nice little hike from where we were to the hotel. Yeah. And I just picture you, this is, I just pictured you walking all by yourself, lonely at night at 2 in the morning, pissed off. And you just heard, ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. So, no, I, I was pissed. I was pissed the whole way, and then I was walking back, and I discovered that there was a piano bar right down the way. You went to the piano bar? I almost went. I was going to oh. go in, but I was in such a bad mood. If right. someone would have said anything to me, even nice, I was just going to be in a bad mood. And it was funny though because Tara goes, my girl Tara goes, "Hey, uh, when I was, I, saw, I was talking to her this morning, she said, did you uh, has Aries ever seen you snap before?'" And I go. No, nah, I think that was his first time. Because mm. it's just, I don't know what happens. It's just, I, I lose it. Well, you know, it's wild because when I left, uh, once it shut down and when I got back to the hotel, the real party 
was outside of the hotel. There was a Jamaican slash Hawaiian slash African reggae band. And it was a bunch of big Samoans with dreadlocks and a couple of African yeah. niggas. And they had bottles of fucking uh, Kettle One Vodka and Jameson. And they was partying last night. No, man. and they were having fun when I got there. And I heard, and I, I, I just was in such a bad mood. I just walked right by them. But they were cool. Did you see the dude, the, the old African dude with the gray dreads? I don't think I saw him. Dude, he had his dreads all the way up and all the way down. I was like, yeah. I, wish I, I wish I still had that much fucking hair. He, right. he was, it was, he, they were a cool-looking band. They yeah, were, I, you know, and, 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 and again, y- y'all have to forgive me. Because I'm fucking 43. I'm on the road every week doing stand-up. I'm in a new city, sometimes the same city again. So I got a lot of shit that comes at me. So sometimes I I, I catch uh, bouts of Alzheimer's. So if I'm forgetting or if I say anything I've said on a podcast, please forgive me. So, But let me just say again, one day I really want to ask, and I don't know what the racial demographic is for people that listen to this podcast, but for the love of God, if there are any Samoans out there, please answer me a question. Why the fuck are you guys toes so thick? Samoans, man. When I go to Hawaii, there's a lot of Samoans. And some of these dudes last night were Samoan. Why are y'all toes so goddamn thick? Y'all toes be as thick as a baby's forearm. I'd really like to know that. That's my question for the week. You motherfuckers got thick necks and toes. <laughs> You've never asked that on the podcast I don't before. think I thought I might have. No, that's a, that's a first. That's All a, right. That's the first anybody who wants to know that. I want to. I, I want to. Before we get too deep, I want to talk about some shit I read. Uh, you know. You know who's like the big rave right now on on social media is Will Smith. Like at first he only had an Instagram, which people love. Now he's on Twitter, and he just does nothing but promote the greatest of positivity and happiness and joy. And I'm not hating on that. That's look. I I. I yearn to hopefully one day before my time is up, uh, as your phone is ringing, uh, to experience that kind of freeness and happiness. And so Will Smith will drop these little gems, uh, quotable gems on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Him and P. Diddy sometimes. And I got to tell you, rich niggas say the cutest shit. Like he had a quote where he goes, uh, happiness is peace. True happiness is peace. It's not pleasure. Here's my rebuttal. It's easy to be at peace when you can afford pleasure. Like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Like, I remember one girl said, oh, my God, Will Smith takes the best selfies. You think? This nigga has access to shit we don't. Like, he took a selfie where he basically climbed the top of a bridge in Paris and was on top of the fucking bridge with an aerial drone shot of him dancing. Yeah, you think? Who the fuck else has access to the top of a fucking bridge with a fucking Jerry Bruckheimer aerial uh, uh, drone shot? If you try to try to climb your ass on the side of a Seven Eleven and be, let the cops be around, <laughs> nigga, you in cuffs? Rich niggas kill me, man. Uh, I love how rich people act. Rich and famous people act like their fame and their money has nothing to do with happiness. And, and that's why when people make that saying, money doesn't buy happiness, it might not. Ultimately, in terms of what really matters, family, friends, trust, loyalty, those things you can't 
by if, if, if that is what happiness truly is. But it will rent it for a while. It will rent happiness for a while. And depending on where you stand with how, what your journey is to ultimately end up with true happiness, if you're not looking for true happiness immediately, if it's not on the, if it's not on the top of your priority list, rent it for a while. It'll sustain you. <laughs> um, Bruce, uh, what's the, the boss? Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, they asked him a question when he, when, he, when he hit real big and he made a bunch of money. They said, uh, they said well, now that you have like, all this money, bring, bring, you know, how, how are you dealing with that? Whatever. I forgot what it is, and I'm paraphrasing. And, and I want everybody to understand this because there's someone I'm going to talk to directly into this podcast that mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, which means – I'm going to say something that someone said similar to the way they said it, but not exactly. Right. Uh, he said they said asked him how he felt, and he said, "Hey, in life, you're always going to have problems. Right. So if you have to choose your problems, money is probably one of the best problems to have." Amen. Here, here. <laughs> but Rick Rubin is also doing a bunch of inspirational quotes every day now too. Who? Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin, Rick Rubin. Uh, oh, the from pro- the, the, the producer, yeah, the one you look like. Yeah, the one I like. Yeah, he, he has. Uh, He's he's been doing a little little frame. Yeah, yeah, dude. Let, let me tell you something. Got to have money to be. Got to have money to be profound. Listen, if if obviously money is more to your advantage in anything you want in life than fame. Uh, if you get both, goddamn, you've you've hit, you got the holy grail. But it's like people don't understand. That's why so many people are dying to be famous. You know, you see these motherfuckers, these hack ass. Uh, people out here doing shit on YouTube and when it was around Vine because there's power in fame. You know, it's, it's like even if, even if you're broke but you're still famous, you can benefit. Let me tell you something. OJ still gets pussy. There's, I've seen pictures of white bitches cheesing with this nigga and we know what he's done. Because first of all, let's be honest, white women, white people in general, y'all like a hint of danger in your life. That's why you do shit like uh, take aerial shots and videos of y'all jumping off skyscrapers uh, with no parachutes uh, and you play with sharks and wild animals. But you know that some white bitch wants to be able to say, OJ stabbed me in the pussy. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, listen, Magic Johnson still gets side pussy. And that nigga got the hiv. You think Cookie knows that? Whether she does or does it, it be what it be. My, Magic Johnson is a fucking empire. Magic Johnson's ending is rich. Don't think for one second ain't no bitch not fucking magic knowing he got the hiv. Maybe even raw, nigga. That money is crazy. That money is crazy. I just think, I just think it's funny, man. It, 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 you know, P, I, can't, I don't have any off the top of my head, but I know P. Diddy will every now and then say shit like, all you have to do is just such and such to achieve such and such. Nigga, being worth a billion dollars helps you achieve such and such to a degree. It's just funny, man. But God, but God, you know, Godspeed, man. Hats off. If you can find happiness, however you find it, great. But don't get it twisted, man. Money matters. It absolutely fucking matters. It does, unless you have it. Right. Well, I was saying if you if you if you if you have it, then it doesn't matter. If you ha- as long as you can keep it. Right. Let all the motherfuckers that talk that shit about money not mean and shit lose theirs. Mm. Different attitude. Yeah. I, think so, I think sometimes people, man, you get to a position where you get so wealthy, you lose a little bit of perspective. You know, you lose a little bit of touch with, with, with you know. Well, 
or you could look at it like this: when you're not when you're not constantly worried about money, right? When money isn't that thing, it frees you up to see other things. Yes, but you have to have that money locked down so that you can have that ability to right. free yourself up to see that. Right. Because otherwise, we're on a hustle trying to make sure that our bills are paid. Right. Right. Um, something else that was kind of a little hot button issue. Uh, you know who Michael B. Jordan is? Yeah. Yeah, the 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 um, killermonger. Wakanda forever. Killermonger, the only reason they're going to kill you where you stand. Um, a lot of black women was giving him flack because he likes white women. And, of course, this has been an ongoing thing within the black community for a while, you know, and it seems like guys, black guys on Twitter are like, you know, black women seem to be real supportive when a black woman dates a rich white man. Yes, girl. Yes. Secure the bag, bitch. But when a black man dates a white woman, all hell breaks loose. The pitchforks, the pitchforks, the pitchforks and the torches come out. Um, and listen, man, again, kumbaya, we should all want to be happy. But I understand where it comes from. You got to understand where it comes from. You know, black women, especially darker black women, have always been made to feel like they're not as worthy. You know, the light-skinned girls get to stay in the house while the black women work the field. And that's always been a, a, a divide-and-conquer thing racially that, that's been thrown to us or forced upon us. Uh, so there's like a civil war going on within the black community with that because um, you know a lot of times black women feel like statistically most black men are either in jail or dead or gay so the few that we have that are successful and doing well and look good goddamn white bitches why don't y'all get your, keep your own motherfucking man um, I understand where it comes from um, but I gotta say this and I've said this before comedically black women here's something y'all gotta understand because uh, here's something you'll hear a lot of black men say. If the ones that are, and not all black men fuck with white women because it's a it's a color thing or it's about race. It's just some niggas have a preference for you know uh, expensive meat, uh, the, the whiter meat. Um, but some niggas, if, if you really being honest, you know black men will say shit like. Uh, I date white women because black women are too loud. Black women don't know how to take care of a man. Black women are too jaded and bitter. Black women are too independent and don't know how to follow. Um, and here's the truth. Here's the truth, uh, black women. And I love y'all to death. You know, like I said, y'all got shit that a nigga need. You know, y'all got them lips, them hips, that ass. Uh, I like a little bit of attitude, you know, with a bitch. You know, don't just let me... You know, don't just put your titty in my mouth. Punch me in the face first. Then put your titty in my mouth. You know, I like a little bit of that shit. Um, but but here's the thing. Yes, black women, you are loud. You are aggressive. Uh, you are very hear me roar type shit. But what black guys, real black men understand is y'all are an aggressive creature. Black women by nature, y'all are the wildest animals in the jungle. There's no question about it. Uh but if you're like me and you're a hunter, you know how to tame, love, and provide for a female, particularly a black woman. And if you love, tame, and provide for a black woman, like any animal, no matter how wild it is, she will purr. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's in their nature to want to purr. But you, you, you got you to gotta get them to act accordingly. Um, 
I love it. School of Patrice. He once said, white women, easy to catch. All you need is some fruits and nuts in your hand. And that's it. He said, with a black woman, you need a stick. You know, and, and there's, there's truth for that. So I'm saying all that to say, some niggas can't handle that animal. Some niggas don't want to handle that animal. So they would rather go and get the bunny rabbit uh, versus the tiger with rabies. Uh, but fuck it. I like a, a good tiger coat. <laughs> so I hunt, nigga. Uh, you're going to leave it right there? I'm, I mean, unless you want to dive in somewhere if you feel you can. Or... I, I don't know what I could dive into. I, I, got, I, got, I like all women. I've always have. And I've gone out with black women before, but you know, culturally, mm-hmm. I'll say this: I I I've always felt awkward, not with the girl, but with maybe like the family, uh-huh. the brothers, right? The that's under- that could be understandable. Yeah, and it it it, it, it does it does feel a little uh, like I'm not I'm not at home. Like I, I don't feel. <laughs> you know, it's funny. This is and again, this is this is why I like a lot of people are addicted to Twitter during the Thanksgiving season. Uh, particularly this this last year, uh, these memes would come up where, and black people, and I think they even call it black Twitter, where black people yeah, would, black Twitter, yeah, yeah. would come up with pictures and memes and write their own quotes to what's going on. And, and one of the funniest ones I saw, it was a picture of a black dude with his white girlfriend. The white girlfriend just has this sad look on her face. And the black dude is talking to two black females. And he looks like he's explaining something. So, and the two black women are looking like, what we do, what we say. So the caption was, the black guy is basically telling his black mother and sister, well, she basically heard y'all say, how's she going to eat Thanksgiving? She ain't got no lips. So we just going to go. So to your point, I could understand if the family doesn't go out of its way to make you feel comfortable enough to do it. Um, but you said you've been with a black woman, right? Yeah. Okay. What's what stands out? There's a difference. No, no. I, I, I'll, I'll I'll say this. I, I really, but I, I, if you just pull pull up a magazine cover and and with a lot of put some supermodels on it from all different. Ethnic ethnicities. Ethnicities. Ethnicity. I love it that I got to correct yeah, a white yeah. man on I how to talk. I can't say I can't speak for shit. Uh, do everybody just has bring something to the table? There's some. There's some things. I mean, black. I, I know. Let's be specific, nigga. Cut to the chase. Black women lips. You like the big lips. When you kiss a black woman who has lips, yes. not all black women have lips. Like listen, we know the stereotypes. Yeah. Not all niggas have big dicks. Okay. Uh, not all black women have fat asses. They, again, albino tigers—they exist. The lips, the lips. You like them big, full lips. There's, there's, you can feel it, man. There's some there's power in that. But there's, there's also a different, just a, a different kind of. I don't know. There's this, energy. Yeah, a little vibe. There's a little vibe. That's you different. like the vibe. Yeah. You like the lips. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, you know, it's just woman. It's just a woman, man. I, I like. I, no, don't, don't. Let's not no, just no, say it's I, just a woman. We what, what, I, what I like about her. I, li- I liked. I like kissing her. I like the lips. Uh, I like. I like certain hair, though. Like, I, and, and this is where it gets fucked up. Because let me just tell you, I, I think women like. I think black women who have like natural curls right. that are big, big, full, cur- like Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. cur- sexy as fuck. But mm-hmm. I can't put my hand through it like. 
like regular white girl hair or right. or certain or certain black women. Right. And I I prefer hair that my hand can go through. Right. Uh, and so there, there, there's certain things that you like and you don't like. Right. But in terms of what you said, the energy, the lips, uh, the swagger, right? Yeah. Okay. So have you ever had a black girlfriend? No, not really a girl. No, no. not really a girl. You've never had a black girlfriend. No. Oh, uh, what color is your current girlfriend? White. Right. So you like to rent happiness, but you didn't want to buy it. <laughs> no, it's not at all. Okay, we'll be right back after this commercial break. break. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, the reason I, the reason, uh, especially like my girl right now, the reason why I date Tara, and I shouldn't say right now because that sounded it's temporary, um, and she's not. Uh, I was married. I was married to an Italian, uh, uh, to an American girl, but was Italian. Right. Very had that, and I got to be honest, had some of that same kind of uh, qualities that uh, that we're talking about. That little more swagger. She was in charge of herself. Well, that's just Italians because yeah. they, they 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 like the, uh, the 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 fourth tier group of niggas. She she was kind. Of, she she had that 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 and a little bit of that just attitude that she had, and it didn't work out. And I didn't really have. I didn't. I, I dated some people in between, but then uh, this girl's just this. Tara's not like anybody else I dated. She's Irish. She's white. She's the whitest girl mm. I've ever dated. She's thin. I've never dated a girl that's like thin like this. And but she's like the coolest chick that I've ever been around. She just mm. makes life uh, like I. I love being around her. And I don't when I'm not around. Like right now, we're traveling, and I don't. Right. Get to see, she don't make me feel bad that I'm not around. And, and in general, women. Women tend to make you feel bad when they're not getting what they want, even though you're doing what you need to be doing. Right. Do you think, honestly, do you think Tara listens to the podcast? Mm, no, but I think she listens to parts to parts of it because uh, I have a few. Um, she told me that some of her friends listen to the podcast. Uh. So they're obviously telling her things that are being said right, on the podcast. Right, if, they're, right. if they're saying, oh, we listened to the podcast. Right. Andy said. Right. Ari said. Right. So, yeah. Do you think she's the one? The one for me? Yeah. Yeah. Marriage. Well, I never thought I'd get married again. Okay. The one. What if the one for her means marriage? Well, we talked about it. Okay. Is she the one? It's looking good. Like, we don't have to get married. Oh, really? She doesn't want to get married? Dude, she has a great life. I mean, she's an attorney. She knows what she's doing in life. Why would you want to fucking have this anchored around you also? Well, because she right now she's being selfish. She wants her career and her life, yeah. and that's wonderful. But then at some point, once she feels she's she's accomplished those things, she might it might marriage might become a thing. Uh, if it came down to it, and and we're working the same way that we are right now today, yeah, why wouldn't I want a partner like that? You see what you see what he's doing, right? You see what he's doing. What did I just do? You see what he's doing. He knows that a friend listens <laughs> to the podcast, so he's not gonna put himself in a position the fuck up that's why he's saying what he's saying come on man we know the deal right now every dude is listening to this with the side lip face you know the side lip face where the one corner of your mouth touches your ear mm. okay oh, fuck man i hope it happens for you she's a great girl i believe it i believe it um question for you what's your what's your suicide fantasy my my yeah, suicide. Like if you had to kill yourself, how would you do it? I got a couple different ones. Let me hear. Um, one, I never been uh, hand gliding. Okay. I think it would just be to just hand glide and crash into some shit. Yeah, just <laughs> that seems so fucking painful. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you're gonna go out. You don't know that. 
And you're pretty sure you're going to go No, out. you don't know that. If you like hand glide and you crash into the side of a mountain? Yeah, it was something like that. Nah, now, if you survive that, the pain and recovery process. I would probably crash into something, though, that I didn't like just like to ruin what? it. Like, I don't know, like maybe a business that I didn't like the owner's at or something like that. Just something that. Do you see what wh- white rage is? <laughs> Fuck you, Wendy's! <laughs> just, just to crash into it and, you know, go through a window, you'd be done, but, you know, you, you would leave a mark, you know, people would go. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, the other one would be to rent a car, a nice car, like yeah. like one of those, like a Ferrari or something like that, mm-hmm. and uh, just do it up. Just, what do you mean, do it up? Just go as fast as you could and just fucking <laughs> and crash. Yeah, just take it off the hill, man. Ooh, you, you got some painful ones. Uh, well, what, what are you going to do? Something nice and soft? I'll do something funny. Like, what's a funny way to die? I, I think. I think the world does funny things to you. Because uh, it's got an evil sense of humor? Yeah. Like uh, Robert Schimmel, I thought, was like the, the most ironic like, way to die. Which, how, how, what was his? The comedian who had a heart attack, and then he survived his heart attack, and then he had cancer, and he survived cancer. Yeah. And then he was, his daughter and him were driving down the road, and his daughter was driving, and the car caught the, like, the edge. There was like an edge of the road, and it pulled the car into a ditch, and he died. She died too. No, she lived. That's what. Uh, so wait a minute. Prior to that, he had cancer and a heart attack, and then he died in a simple car accident where the car got pulled, like the, the, the traction from the tires pulled the car off the road and they crashed into a ditch. That is the world of irony. That's the world that's fucking with you. Jesus Christ! To survive that kind of shit, and then that's and how then you, that's how you go. Oh yeah. my god! And I, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean to uh, Robert Schimmel's daughter, and it's nothing against her. It's just ironic that that. After everything you go through, ain't life a trip, Carnad? Mm. Fucking training day. Uh, I don't know. Like I, I always saw myself uh, drowning myself in a large pot of hot baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> like you walk in and you just see my head in a pot <laughs> with Boston baked beans all over my chest and, oh, great. and, and face. <laughs> That is the grossest thing anybody could ever. <laughs> like you, I'd actually the the beans would be boiling to the point of would take the skin off your face, and I was somehow able to muster that that pain until I choked out on bean sauce, and then I fell off the stove and just was laying on the ground with a bean pot hat. Covered in beans. Do you think any cannibal would be listening to this and go, "Ooh, oh hell yeah, it sounds hell, delicious, yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah." I, I, you know, yeah, I think that would be hilarious. Uh, and I only bring this up because uh, I was I was rewatching uh, Patrice Elephant in the room, and when he asked the dude, "Hey, what's your daydream on how to kill her?" That joke he does yeah, when he yeah. asks the guy yeah. that, and I just because I, I think that you know. If we're being honest, we've all fantasized about killing ourselves, haven't we? Like when times got really dark and you felt like hopeless and you've just, we've really thought about it. But the only thing that keeps us from doing it is one, we really don't want to. And maybe two, the fear of pain. The fear of pain, I think, is a big one. But I think comics do. I don't know that regular people do. I doubt that very seriously. Because even even comics who aren't at the highest level of of doing this, where it could be done, it's still better than the average job. 
you're still traveling. You're still seeing something you've never seen before. And if the comedy is good, you're still getting that rush of performing. Now, everything else might be shitty, but you can't take away. Look, even if you stand in a dump, if you've been used to living in one place your whole life, yeah, you're in a dump, but you're in a dump in San Francisco. You're in a dump in New York. Yeah. You're in a dump in Vegas. You're somewhere else that you can go, when I walk out of my door, this is new to me. And if the stand-up is good, that, no matter where you are, feels good. And if your stand-up is good, maybe you get laid. Maybe you get free drinks. So there's, even at the lowest level of this, it's still better than, hi, Bob. <laughs> Punch clock. <laughs> My lunch breaks, and you know, you, when your life feels like it moves at a Ben Stein pace, now it's time for lunch. Now I clock in. I leave at this time. I drive home in rush hour traffic, morning and afternoon. When you live in a mundane, here it is, nothing different kind of life, if we entertain the thought of suicide, Dude, that's got to be... Some people enjoy that kind of life. No, I can't refuse to believe See, that's that. that's the difference. I refuse so, to believe some that. Some people enjoy that. Some people like knowing where they're going to be at 6.01 on a Friday. That's ridiculous. I couldn't do it. I couldn't I do it I did either. it. I did it. for, And I wanted to kill myself more back then, but I don't think that's everybody. I think there's some people that are satisfied with that kind of shit. Dude, I'm telling you, I, and as much as I love what I do, and I'm living my dream, no question, there are times when I get tired of this shit, where I go, oh, fuck, I just got home. I got to pack and get back on a plane. Like, I'm, I, I, as much as I hate Rancho Cordova, I'm going to be home. So I, and, then, and then a week after that, I'm off. Uh, or no, actually, no, I'm We're off, off this, this week. Com- this week, yeah. I'm off. And then it's Rancho. But I cherish the fact that I got a week off, and I'm going to be shooting a movie. So I'm going to get a chance to creatively let my juices flow differently i i just you know oh god like again back to the will smith shit this nigga is doing an instagram post of him and his family on a on a on a yacht on a yacht on a yacht on a yacht you couldn't see the yacht but regardless if it was a fucking speedboat it was what was around them yeah i mean the hills the water looked drinkable i it just it looked bathable it was just, that's rich man shit. And, and I even caught some flack because there was a picture of Blue Ivy. However, Jay-Z and Beyonce's daughter, and one lady wrote something about Blue Ivy is a mood. Because she, she, she was in a pool with a drink, with a cocktail, a lot of colors, umbrella, straw, glasses, little bathing suit. And the lady said, Blue Ivy is a mood. I said, mood ain't got shit to do with it. Blue Ivy is wealth. And, 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 and I say that because it looked like from the picture, this little bitch was in a swimming pool, which she was. But the swimming pool was in a yacht. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's, it, it might, the mood might be there if it was her in a swimming pool at some fancy fucking hotel or at the crib. No, she was in the pool, and the pool was in the yacht, and the yacht was in the sea. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The water, she was in water that was in water that was in water. Okay. Money don't buy happiness? Shit. Okay, but, okay, but, but, but let, let's flip that, though, for a second. Uh, did you ever go to community pools when you were young? Yeah. And there was, like, 100 kids there? Yeah. 
Who looked like they were having more fun? The hundred kids at the community pool or that chick swimming in the in the yacht, in the water, in the water, in the water? I know what you're trying to do here. I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not fucking buying what you're selling. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. You're right. You're right. Because kids don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. Well, it might be different when you're born into it because that's all you know. Right. But at the heart, I get what you're saying. Kids would rather be with other kids, wilding out. Punching, pushing each other off the high dive. Off the high dive yeah. and all that other shit is obsolete. Um, I'm looking at it from 43-year-old right. eyes and energy because I want that motherfucking yacht. Yeah, yeah. I want to be out there on the Atlantic. Um, but I, that's good what you just, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, and I only comedically fought against it for comedy purposes. But you're right. Kids being kids is the thing. But damn it, dude. No, I, and I get that. I, I get it. I, I get exactly what you're saying. But that kid, that kid never understanding how cool it would have been to be around, it, 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 it's, she goes up. Right. Never having to know what it was like to be with 15. Well, she knows. She, she knows uh, because where did I see it? Uh, I think I just, on the, on, the, on the Comedians with Cars, with Chappelle and Seinfeld, when he goes, Chris Rock said superheroes need to be around other superheroes. Right. So listen, Beyonce is growing up with Blue Ivy or whoever else they know that has kids that's on that level. So all of what they experience, they're experiencing on their level. Um, but they're missing that other level. The level that are we, they? Yeah, man. I think they are. But, but again, I, this, this is an extreme example. But it's like you know, kids that grow up around racism – and they'd have family, mothers and fathers who were in the KKK, they don't know no better because it's taught to them. So anything outside of that nigga world to them is abnormal. So for a kid like that, growing up around that kind of wealth and, and other celebrities and from birth, they don't know that 100 kids at a community pool is at a heart is what they should be doing. Okay, but when you grow up with that, I mean, what do you have – that's what you want to achieve. What are they going to achieve? It's already been achieved. What do they do now? What, what, what's that? What, that's why a lot of motherfuckers turn to drugs and porn. So that's why I'm just saying it's not. I mean, there's, there's a. And balance. I'm here for the fallout, nigga. Where them rich, where them rich kids at? This legal. I'm here for the fallout. You give me, come here. There just has to be a balance to this. Uh, there has to be. I mean, because those kids that had fun jumping in the pool, man, I want to make sure they eat. The other ones, these ones can eat, but I want to make sure they figure out that there's fun in life. Yeah. That's one of those good problems to have. It is a good problem to have. I have a friend that his dad is, 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 is extremely successful. He owns, a, he owns a major league franchise. His dad has done very well in life. And when I talk to this dude, the one thing that I, I hear in his voice is his expectations is that He's never go- he, he, he wants to impress his dad. He wants to show his dad he can be successful. But it's to know that you're never going to be as successful as your, as, as your father, that, you're, that you don't have that out. He's, just, he's not going to be. Dude, I'm telling you, sometimes – and listen, I'm, I'm behind schedule because uh, my daughter, my oldest daughter, is uh, 19. And I was hoping that by the time she was 16, I could really give her that – Spoiled brat, I want to kick you in the face. My Sweet 16 MTV party. You ever see that show? Yeah. When it was on My Sweet 16. Yeah. The most arrogant little motherfuckers. Now, if you're a parent with that kind of money, would you spoil your child like that? 
of course you would. would. Yeah. And but the arrogance that comes with that, and that's what I'm saying. I've never seen a child that has a Jay Z father or a Beyonce mother or a Michael Jordan daddy or a fucking Jennifer Lopez mom who's humble. Those kids, they grow up in a world where their parents are royalty. And so it's a, it's a yin and a yang. Yeah, I would love to give my daughter that life. And listen, my youngest daughter is four. My son is eight. There's still time. I, I, want, I want to be able to spoil them because I myself would have loved to have been not necessarily spoiled, but just didn't grow up with mice and roaches. You know, I, I, my, my, the, the one studio apartment I grew up with, my sister in New York, before we moved to Jersey, you know, every other night I was, been the two of us, will love no more, <laughs> as I sang to my pet mouse, you know, so, yeah, you want to give them a better life, but, but I also want them to know what it's like to be at the community pool, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why it's great to have family and cousins that live in the ghetto that you come pick up bring them to the mansion let them eat whatever they want but when it's time's up you niggas going back to good times Dude, I, want, I, want, I want good times family relatives but I want Cosby home uh, my son who's 19 um I always wish I could have done more for my kids. I really did. And, right. I, and, and I floundered. I was trying to figure it out. And I ended up here at a way, you know, I'm older for this game. And, right. But I always wish that I could have done more. But I'm looking at my son right now. And I did what I could. I did a good job. I, 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 held, up, I held up my own. But he didn't get the same thing like a lot of the I kids. I need to do went better. They went to his school. Right. His school, the kids were doing, they do well, the parents. Did, right. did. But my son, man, he... I, when I when I saw him the other day and I, I was he came up to me and he showed me what he was working on and what he's doing and and how he and how he was doing things and I was impressed like right. um, and I wouldn't want my son not to have that opportunity to uh, succeed and I don't know that if you can take them to that kind of level right. there's a place for them to succeed there is a place to succeed but. To succeed on their own, in a way, I guess. I don't know. Right. I don't know if there's something to it or not. I tell you, um, and I know we got to wrap up. Um, I got to get. I got to get to this dude before I go, though. I'm gonna, I got to get. Okay. To um, there are times when I literally, because I know how hard it is trying to chase this dream. And listen, I'm. You know, again, I'll take some responsibility here. Again, I know part of the reason why I am not where I should be is because, again, if you read my Twitter. I go to war with motherfuckers, I, you know, especially when it comes to the race thing. So people either misunderstand me or they make assumptions and go, they think I'm racist when I'm not. I love white people. I swear to God, I love white people. You, you guys don't really understand. I am this close to wanting to play hacky sack in the park and wear moccasins with no socks and cargo shorts. I, there are certain things you guys do that I absolutely adore. I feel smarter when I tie a sweater a sweater a cardigan around my neck and drink cheat drink wine and eat exotic cheeses uh you know I, I i feel more at one with the earth and peaceful when i drink nesca and i sit on the heels of my feet tucked underneath my ass on the couch and watch television there's certain things you guys do that i aspire to be so i love white people but i also go to war with motherfuckers because i have a problem 
uh, knowing my people are dying and there's coons out there that support causes that support this. But that's another conversation or, or, or many conversations that we've had on this podcast. So let me drive out of this lane. Um, that all being said, um, I know how hard it is to chase this, this to make this happen. Um, but I swear I feel like I'm going to get there by hook or crook. But because I'm not there and I know how hard this is and I ultimately want to do all this to pass this life along to my kids so that they don't ever have to struggle the way I wish my motherfucking father would have done for me. Uh, my mother did the best she could. But I just sometimes I look at my parents and I just go my, my father in particular and go, you motherfucker. Nigga, you couldn't you couldn't do better. Like you couldn't you couldn't just try to. I mean, I'm glad you did what you did. You know, and you were there, you were in the house, but damn, nigga, you're supposed to set me up better than this. All right, go ahead. Um, we might be able to get into a little bit of that because uh, I, I have to address one, one thing uh, I want to I want to give uh, Leslie, the man, a shout out. Is that what he's, I think it's that's what his Twitter handle is, Leslie, the man, or the man with the plan, uh, who's been uh, on our uh, podcast since day one. From day one. And has been hitting us up and... Does he have a Twitter face? Let me see it. I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, yeah, I knew that's who you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. He changed his Twitter handle recently, though. Uh-huh. But, uh, I was just, I told him I was going to give him a shout-out because he always sends me some feedback on some of the things yeah. that are going on. Um, but he's been around, and so I, just, I told him I was going to give him a shout-out. So there it was. But uh, I wanted to talk to this dude who hit me, who hit me up, uh, Kevin Johnson. And uh, I was trying to pull up his tweet that he, uh, that he sent me. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to find it right now in time. But uh, and we're talking about quote when I said when I was talking to you about Trump and about how they're misquote it's he's being misquoted, and somehow he took that and turned it into uh, that I'm on the borderline of race. I'm a racist. First of all, there is no borderline to racism. Okay, hmm. you're you're racist or you're not a racist. That, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm not going to keep. I don't want to take you off your track, but go ahead. Okay, uh, but we can all have racist thoughts. Then that that's that's one of the things, and I'll give you that. If you think something I think is racist, that's fine. I can have a racist thought. You have racist thought. We all have racist thoughts uh, or bigoted thoughts, if you want to put it that way. But we all go through this. I don't care who you are. You brought up something today where you were talking about. Uh, 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 black folks, darker black folks versus lighter black folks. It's in every community. It's in. It's in, the only one isn't in white community. Uh, the Mexican community is the same way. Every yeah. uh, that that's something that's been around for a long time. So, are you racist against yourselves? I don't know. I know in the in the white community, everybody wants a tan. So we're. I don't. I don't just, <laughs> okay. So besides, want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Uh, we need to get Paul Mooney back out here. But uh, so Kevin and he said this because I, I said something about misquoted about the Mexicans about we are not uh, when Trump said uh, the Mexicans uh, Mexico is not sending over the best and the best and brightest. And then he took a pause. He said uh, Mexico is sending over uh, nothing but uh, rapists and drug dealers. And I said that wasn't the quote when you said it. I said the whole quote and. Uh, he hit me up, and we went back and forth a little bit. He said, so you're going to make a big deal about two words. And yes, two words, because that's the difference between a quote and paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to make this uh, apparent to you that this is not racist, this is the way the, le- wo- the world works, is that if you misquote someone and you have someone in office like Trump who's a master at spinning things and his group is a master at spinning things, he can spin and he has successfully spun being misquoted and being vilified by the other side, and he can show it because he can show the misquoting. 
And when you have someone in office who says so many fucked up things, why would you waste your time misquoting them? And when I called the press lazy, I meant that they were lazy because they spent a month because he was fucking a porno star instead of talking to us about what we needed to know. And the reason I wanted to bring this up is then he said, well, would you say that is true? Uh, would you would you have taken the same side about what he said about the NFL players when he called them southern bitches? And this is where summon summon a bitches summon a bitches. He oh. said SOBs <laughs> summon a bitches. Uh, I, I would like to bring that up and what he did say. And and yes, I will tell you why I wouldn't go with what you just with what you're uh, implying that I would be taking the side of Trump. Trump is smart, and this is what people are going to have to fucking realize. Finally, he's smart in the way that he manipulates people. He used it in a third person. And what he said is, uh, he said, wouldn't you love to see the NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, say, get that son of a bitch off the field. He's fired. Trump said that. That's how he said it. But he used it in a third person. So when you quote Trump said to do this, that isn't what he said. So you're falling into Trump's trap where you, he, can, he can show that you're vilifying him. If you go on, and I, I do follow Trump on Twitter, and I do actually uh, subscribe to his, uh, he has a newsletter that they send out, because that's how you find out what other people are doing. If you listen to only the side that you like, you don't know what the other side's up to. Get his subscribe to Trump's newsletter. He has a thing that he has been sending out about, do you trust the media? Is the media trustworthy? Has the media been vilifying him? And he goes through all this because he's getting that other 50% of the country. And we can talk about Russia, and we can talk about how Russia spent $133,000 to sway the voters. $133,000 is what they admitted to spending or what the government has said that they've spent. $133,000 made a difference in our election? Or was it the fact that people didn't come out to vote? Is it the fact that we had the lowest vote turnout? Is it the fact that people didn't want to vote for Hillary? Is Hillary was the answer? No, Hillary was just as much of the problem. That's why we're in the situation we are today, because we don't have good people in office. And now what are we doing when people are in office and they say something uh, that people don't like? They want to remove them from office because they don't like how a quote that they said or something about women or something about a guy or something about a race. They want to remove him from office because he's broken the law no 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 i'm not talking about trump right now oh, okay. okay yeah trump that's your own that's that's a whole different story All right, i don't want to throw you off track but i just go ahead yeah and i'm glad you brought it up because i don't want people to think that i was talking about trump because that's why people think i'm a racist uh i'm not talking about trump i'm talking about any other of the politicians right now uh who is the comedian that now is the politician that there's me too al franken al franken okay so we have somebody who has a good pretty much a good moral standing uh, other than this picture that he took that he thought was funny, that it wasn't funny. Maybe 20 years ago when he took it, it was funny. But today, because of, our, of the way that we look at things, it isn't funny anymore. I get that. But here's someone that has, has dedicated himself to doing the right things, and then you want to remove him from office. And then we want to remove all these other people from office that says, you know what you should do? Instead of trying to spend so much time and these groups of Me Too and uh, Time's Up and everything that they're doing to remove people from office, why don't we start educating with people who are running for office? Why don't we find out what, uh, what, what caliber of person that we were putting in office? Why don't we, st- instead of uh, getting on Twitter and tweeting out about what we don't like, why don't we start looking for people that we do like? Why don't we start Electing people that we like because we have a hundred days to change uh, the uh, Congress if we if we choose to without Russia and their hundred thirty three thousand dollars we have a way that we can change what's going on in Washington right now if you want to uh, so that's what I wanted to say 
it's it, don't get emotional about this. Get smart about this. Stop looking at, at a quote that isn't even the quote and being mad at me because I'm saying you're misquoting something. Because a quote is important. When you say quote, that means that's what they said, not uh, not paraphrasing. I, I think it's important that people get this. We have a chance to make a change right now. Make a change. And, and make a change for someone that you want to elect so that Me Too doesn't have to pull him out because he, somebody said something about somebody 20 years ago. Right on. That's right. Woo! I agree uh, with everything you said. And I, and I know you got passionate about it. Uh, yeah. I could see your pigmentation change. <laughs> um, listen, I, real quick, and then we got to move on. Uh, you know, you, you said something about Trump is smart. Um, and this is just me. To the contrary, Trump is not smart. Uh, Trump, amongst all the other things that he is, which we know to be narcissists, chauvinistic, racist, um, Trump at bottom line is a con man. And he's a lazy politician. Between the golf, the fact that he's admitted himself that he doesn't like to read his briefings or listen to his intelligence, intelligence agency. Um, he's a lazy politician. He does things half-ass. He doesn't have a, a true grasp on what it means to be in the office. Um, it took him forever to get to Puerto Rico like it did Bush to Katrina. Uh, and we know part of that wasn't just coincidence. Uh, I mean, just what's the word I'm looking for? Not coincidence. Uh, is it, what am I looking for? It just, it wasn't, there was a reason behind that. Forgive me. Um, that would be a little bit of a, the racist part because, you know, people of color. I mean, you, you, listen, you add the numbers up. Black people, people of color from shithole nations or third world nations, Puerto Rico, people of color. So he took forever to get down there. And incidentally, huge parts of Puerto Rico still doesn't have power. Uh, throwing the paper towels. He's a lazy guy. Um so when you say he's smart, I don't believe he's smart. I believe he's a dude who benefited off of daddy's money. Uh, and, you know, and listen, people will go, well, it takes brains to build skyscrapers and make buildings and do everything he did. I'm sure it takes a, some brains. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's not the one building those buildings. Or there are contractors. You know, I, I forget the guy's name. I want to see he's Japanese, but I read that that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah, I read by those. Rob. He's uh, Sumasaki, some dude. He lives in Phoenix, actually. Yeah, and he, one of the things he said was, you know, the key to success is to hire people that are smarter than you, and that know what they're doing outside of you. Um, so I, I, you know, and unless I'm wrong, which I, look, I could be, but when you got enough money, you can do anything. So at that point, how, how much brains does it take to know to hire the right people that are qualified to get the job done and then slap your name on it and say, I did that? Um, my point is, it's not hard to, to sell meat to a tiger. And Trump sells idiocy to idiots. So for all the people out there that you want to call his supporters, Trump is smart because he was able to galvanize them and do this and blah, blah. They're idiots. And he's selling stupidity stupid people okay he that's be, not hard we, we, you could go with idiot i'll go with master manipulator and he's diabolical let's okay. put it that way then okay and i'll take smart ne off the table all right neither but, and neither one of those things morally are right no and he's using the press 
to make these mistakes? Did galvanize? When you talk about galvanizing, how do, how do you galvanize these people? I'll tell you how you can galvanize them real easily. Offer them uh, $45 beer shots. You're talking about people. Look at, look at, look at, how, look at where our country is divided right now. We're, we're talking about the way that things get said. I, 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 I'm going to let you finish, but I, this, this is why getting into these Trump conversations are dangerous because now we're starting to go into extra podcast episodes. Well, we're only, uh, we're only a few minutes extra. Well, we're, we're more than a few minutes extra. We started at 427. It's 604. We got uh, okay. So we're deep. We're, we're in deep we'll waters now. We'll get this, now. and then we'll and we'll hit some of this later. Then at another podcast. But I'll just say this: when you talk about immigration and saying that uh, they don't want immigration, that's not what they're saying. They want legal immigration, and when they say that, there is a certain amount of immigration that's accounted for every year. And illegal immigration is a completely different story. Andy, this is where I'm. I'm gonna want to slap the shit out okay, you again. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because again. You are being technical, and you're being protected by that technicality. I understand what you're saying. They want legal. Technically, you're right. And because it's a technical thing, you can hide behind that. What I'm saying is we all know what doo-doo smells like. We know what doo-doo is by its smell. And them saying we don't want Mexicans here unless they come here the right way smells like Doo-doo. It does? Because we know what it really is. We know what it really is. Let's say let's say 100 people say, we don't want Mexicans coming here uh, unless it's done the right way. I might say out of 100 people, Trump's base. 15 might mean that. Whereas the other 85 mean, we don't want them motherfuckers in here because they Mexican. Period. Right, right or right. wrong. But they're able to hide behind the technicality. But when the media starts saying that we're going to, when, when they start advertising no border walls, that freaks out that Trump side and gets them mobilized. Because the media doesn't handle their responsibilities correctly. Which like, media? MSNBC, CNN? All the media. So, it, so, so in other words, if that's your stance, fake news then. It, it's not fake news. Then it's, what is it? It's it's because what I'm when I'm when I'm wait wait when I'm watching Rachel Rachel Maddow, and when I'm watching uh, what's my man's name? Uh, fuck Lawrence and uh, I watch these motherfuckers all the time, and I get uh, Charles Matthews. Char, Charles, Charles I'm not going to say there's not some people out there doing a good job. Rachel Maddow does do a good job, but not everybody's doing a good job. Everybody, how about how about a month when we were listening to him about fucking a porn star? Did that? How does that affect you in any way whatsoever? They should have been digging in Trump. They should have been getting everything that was going on at that time. You know how it affects me is because it adds to the brilliance and the beauty of our cultural black legacy that is Barack Obama. No porn stars. No. No controversy. Did a damn good job, and that nigga was under the gun. All the time and didn't give him one thing to fucking get mad about except a goddamn tan suit. You know what? So I, so did Stormy Daniels affect me personally? No, I, I told you I tweeted to the bitch and she responded. I thought I was one step closer to doing my race proud <laughs> to bang that bitch out who fucked the president. I would have gave a stroke in her for all of slavery. But the fact that. This is another thing that taints this horrible president versus had that been Obama? Oh, that would have been three steps back for the race, for my race. 
I, Look, I, it's the first nigga president, and the nigga horny ass digger came keep his dick in his pants. You know how them blacks are, my dick, my dick. All black men talk about my dick, my dick. So come on, man, it affected us. After a week, it would have been great. After a month. And Trump was doing so many other things. Where, 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 where was the media? The media isn't supposed to be selling tickets to the show. Trump's doing that. By using the media. Fuck out of here. He, he, he don't, he don't Turn need, on the news. He don't need the media to... You don't need the media to tell you that the circus is in town. He is the circus. Then, you know he's in... You know he, what he is. And someone needs to tell people why they shouldn't go to the circus. And that was the media's job, and they're not doing it. All right, this is the part where I throw in the towel because I'm telling you, this is this is we in deep waters and we only getting deeper. Uh, let's leave this to be continued. I, I'd like to say one last thing because now, it's, Andy, it's, you, no, no, because it's on Obama and I, you didn't get you didn't you, you, you didn't. if if you know I'm not willing if I, it's hard for me to go out. What you talking about, Trump? There's no way I'm letting you have his last word on the nigga. Okay, you can see, you can finish it after I say this. You got damn right, I am good. Obama is the first president since because before we had. Uh, who was in the office before Obama? What was his name? Uh, 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 cracker number, what was it, 40? Uh, Obama was what, 44? Yeah, cracker was, 43. It was Bush. Bush. And before that, it was, uh, we had uh, Bill Clinton. Well, I know when you get past it, because you get that white shit to build up on the corner of your lips. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> oh, God. We had, we had Bill Clinton, who uh, was fucking in the office. Yes. Uh, we had Bush that really left us in a, in a, in a bad place. Right. And then Obama came in, and then now we have Trump. Out of those four presidents, which is a lifetime of presidents for a lot of people, there's only one person that I can say represented for all of us, and, and that's Obama. Good night. Uh, we got to do the, the tell people. Are we tell uh, people on the agenda? Can we can't? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, we can do it. Okay. Um, where the fuck are we? Rancho Cord- Oh, oh Rancho what the yeah, fuck? yeah. We're not even going to be anywhere. We're off next week. Yeah, we're off next week, but there'll be something for them to listen to, right? We have to put a podcast together. And we have to, I have to go out there. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, we'll figure this out. Um, to be continued, as always, uh, all things free comedy, go to Pandora, Aerie Spears, YouTube, Aerie Spears, check out all the latest or the oldest in comedy sketches, clips, uh, stand up, whatever. Hit subscribe and Instagram, Aries Spears Official, AriesSpears.com for show dates and all of that, and Twitter, Aries Spears. Find me wherever you want to. I'm looking at everybody in the world right now like that fucking uh, doorman. If you want to find me, you know where I'm at. <laughs> Bye.